and we're live uh welcome everybody to rug roast episode nine uh, let's kick it off uh, with a little jam All right, so our song was edited because it said like "Burn and OG is the host," so he changed it. That's our new song, and he's working on another one. So thanks, J Six, for that. You're a legend, dude. Um, if everyone could like, uh, comment, retweet. Uh, if you're in YouTube, like it. Um, welcome everybody to Road Grossed episode nine today. We've got our other new host, Chef Octane. So we'll talk with him first. Uh, we've got Shane. He's a legendary collector i was going through his wallet and we're all going to do that we're going to roast his wallet um which is going to be kind of hard because uh he's been very successful uh so we'll we'll talk to him and we also have uh, epsilon tau Heda uh that we will bring <clears throat> bring up after shane so um yeah uh welcome everybody we'll start by uh talking to you octane um dude if you want to tell us a little bit about your background pre nft uh, kind of how you got into the space and what you've been doing. Yeah, uh, can you hear me? I, I had a little bit of audio issues. Just want to make sure. Yeah? Good, man. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Yeah, so uh, pre-NFTs, let's see. I've been working in tech for uh, over a decade now. Um, a little bit of product management, a little bit of engineering. Uh, currently, I'm doing some DevOps management Um and so that's kind of been my career background. Uh, what got me into NFTs is actually my uh, sort of my hobby background where I was previously a gamer. I competed professionally in Counter-Strike. It's been almost 20 years ago now, uh, so it's been quite a while. And um, yeah, so, you know, I was in gaming, and I, I'm sure Shane knows this, I actually... Uh, have been following Shane closely and what he's what he has going on. But in, in gaming, we're kind of collecting digital collectibles all the time. Uh, the difference is we don't truly own them. Maybe they're assigned to like our gaming account or something. We can't do a whole bunch uh, with it except for use it while you're playing in the game. Um, and so, yeah, just my, my background in gaming kind of led me into NFTs um, I heard about the board apes, you know, kind of early on, and I was like, "Oh, what's special about this?" I didn't like, I didn't quite get it. I didn't, you know, I wasn't a, a big like crypto guy, so I'm new, new to the crypto world, starting with uh, with NFTs. But um, I, uh, I saw, you know, I was playing Apex Legends was the game. I was streaming a little bit, and saw uh, in one of the tournaments, it was actually Artifact, uh, the makers of Clone X had created some digital sneakers for the uh, tournament, uh, one of the major tournaments. It was the a uh, Apex Legends ALGS tournament, and they gave away these digital sneakers that they also turned into physicals. And so that's how I found out about Artifact. And then I followed their launch of Clone X and everything and, and kind of uh, faded it <laughs> every step of the way as I was trying to learn NFTs at the same time. And then... Uh, Eventually, after I found out that uh, Nike had acquired Artifact, I was like, all right, I got to jump in. And uh, I found a project. Uh, it, it was kind of what I was thinking was the next Clone X is, is kind of how I was like navigating the space early on. It wasn't. Um, and <laughs> it was actually a, quite, a, quite a big failure that I would roast myself actually on. And then uh, joined a different project that went a little bit mainstream um, I'm sure some have heard about it, Psychedelics Anonymous. I think Shane had a had a PA Genesis at one point or another, and I, I rode that that project for a little while, and then uh, really started focusing more recently on gaming um, projects related to gaming, especially the other side. I haven't, uh, I wasn't fortunate enough to get in on uh, the Apes or or the Mutants when I could. Uh, afford it, and uh, and so I went into other side um, with a, a 
a group of buddies um, that uh, I hang out with and um, in Web3. And uh, yeah, so I got other deeds. I've been kind of writing that and plan to stick to that. And then I've been navigating a few other gaming uh, gaming projects as well. Nice, man. Yeah, I think gaming is has a major future. I think most people would agree on that. And I'm also um, in the other, other side. Um, I've got a little bit of everything, right? I'm trying to have like the full breadth of exposure there. So and it's fun too. I mean, it uh, could be a huge future and a great investment, but it's also fun. Um, yeah, 2160, any, uh, any questions for Octane, our new co-host? Yeah, no, man. I, uh, it sounds like a journey, right? And I think that is, uh, that's just part of being in, in web three. Um, you know, uh, I, a bunch of my friends, they don't know what I, what I'm doing in web three. And I try to explain it to them and it's like, you know, there's so many nuances that you basically got to learn by doing there. There's so much that, uh, that has accumulated over the last three years. So I've been in the space for three years and I think for those of us that started back then, we had to learn like little bits of information every single day. And so it didn't feel like a fire hose. But for anybody jumping into Web3 now, like it would be a significant fire hose um, of information that you try to impart on them. So I think it's it's just all part of the journey. And uh, I obviously know a lot of the collections that, that you talk about, whether I invest in them or not. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's glad to have you here and your experience on the show. Absolutely. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, man, it, it was uh, you came highly recommended from Loxley, and Loxley is one of the like top five smartest people I've ever met. So, um, and then yeah, we spoke that, and, yeah, it was a good fit. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. Well, yeah, welcome. And uh, so, Shane um we're gonna roast your wallet but first i uh, wanted to ask a little a little bit about your background like how did you get into nfts uh give us give us yeah. the story yeah so i um i have a kind of an unusual story for my real life uh i grew plants for a living i had a family nursery that's 100 and we've started in 1865 and I was a trader at the Board of Trade, trading stocks and options and corn and beans. And my family, like every traditional family story, like you say, you're never going to join the family business. And then next thing you know, you're sitting next to your dad working at the family business. So, but uh, I built, We he was nice enough to give me a small little nursery to start back in the 90s. And we built it up to 40 something employees. But I tell the story is I became known as a garden guy locally. So I have three lives. I'm locally, I'm on a TV show. It's on a hundred stations. It's on PBS. Everybody knows me as a garden guy on the side. I was buying domain names. So I, in the nineties, I got, I was worried that the nursery was going to lose business to the internet. So I bought domain names like botany.com and uncomfortable.com and runner.com with a friend. So I bought all these one word, uh, coms and other domain names because I thought plants, I was going to need them to compete against in the local business or in any business. And it turns out those domain names became very valuable digital assets. So I've sold them for hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars over the years. So that's why you're going to find a lot of NFT people that are the most successful were in domain names. You don't realize it until you start looking under the hood, but we all came across and saw uh, different things happen. Like I bought one of the first packs of, of top shot because our friend said hey there's a collectible cards coming on and it might be something i bought a couple packs never looked at them for months somebody emailed me and said you know those packs you bought like six months ago might be worth something i look and it was like thousands of dollars i bought everything early i bought camels i bought pickles i bought so when people say you're lucky i don't know if i was lucky i just bought everything because it was pretty cheap early and i brought about five thousand dollars over um from like something called BitClout. I don't know if any of you per, uh, was in BitClout, but I was one of the few people that was able to get BitClout coin out and use it. Uh, somebody told me a, a third-party market maker that was buying BitClout coins for like 30% of their, excuse me, their value. So I brought that over, bought camels, apes, pickles, everything. I ended up getting three apes for about five grand. And really the rest is history. I've 
it's not all been a, a nice ride. Um, I did lose a lot of money on uh, world coin and some of that, you know, world uh, uh, land and things like that. But the two things that I've done is I did, I was a founder of trippies. Uh, I, I don't always put that out there, but Andy Booth and I formed a project called trippies that I absolutely love. Two of my favorite artists in the entire world, Joe Ruiz and, and Rio Duarte, who did bulls on the block. And we just learned, like some people will say we did a terrible job and they might not be wrong, but man, it was so new. It was such a wild west when we came out with trippies. I mean, just to audit the contract, people wanted like four ETH and three ETH, 10 grand to do anything was ridiculously expensive when we were coming out. So I learned so much from the developer side and from the founder side. And then I came with Joe Ruiz and we did a project called Toda, which I still think is some of the most amazing uh art you'll see and that's going to be in the wall that you guys roast but you blow that stuff up and you will not roast the art and we all know that art is only so much man somebody's selling orange squares ben sold orange squares so who gives a shit about the art right oh, but in general there is no more talented artist than joe ruiz like if you want to put something on the wall it is badass so so i've kind of had that journey when i go to nft projects i go to the founders parties and meetings and I really want to learn the back end of it. So I do everything to learn that side of it. And I think that makes you a better investor if you understand what's on the back side of it. So that's kind of that's kind of my journey from gardening to uh, domain names. So I'm I'm garden Shane, I'm domain Shane, and now I'm sugar Shane. So those are my three lives. Nice, man. Yes, Ben, I am drinking an Upperall Spritz. Um, a little a little tip of the hat to OSF. But yeah, Shane, people say, yeah, you're lucky. Um, you're early. I, I completely disagree with that. If you're in early, that means you recognized the potential you got. And in. I still have them. How how lucky is it is to hold through 30,000 and 40,000? That's what I, you know, my wife would have sold that shit at 10 grand. Like if she would have gone from a thousand to 10,000, it would not be in her wallet right now. I was smart enough to be as a trader. I know you take some off the table to get your money back. You take a little bit more profit for the big deals and then you hold a couple for the big home runs. And that's exactly how I treated this. Yeah, that's that's a perfect play. The moon bags. Uh, twenty one sixty or octane. Yeah, I think uh, I think your life experience sounds like it really helped you um, in the Web3 space and, and being early to digital assets from a domain name perspective kind of. Um, gave you the fabric to like hold long term because you bought them and and you know you didn't sell them probably for years before they became actually you know the valuable assets that that they that they did um and so having that perspective um kind of made it easy for you to hold long term i think a lot of people in this space have very short attention spans and that's been since you know 2020 when i first got here um before the money was made and then once the bull happened and people were you know literally making life-changing money in 48 hours trading assets um that mindset of holding stuff has just kind of gone out the window um so i think it you know you'll have a lot of stuff in your wallet i'm sure that like you know you round tripped from zero to it was worth something and now it's back to zero but if you will always buy for the art um, or because you're interested in the project or the technology or the innovation, um, then you don't have regrets about about that. And not everything you hit is going to be a home run. Not everything you'll make a half a million dollars on an ape or or something like that. But um, you know, it's just it's it's an experience um, that kind of molds you as a as an investor if you're here to invest, and as a collector if you're here for the art. And usually, it's somewhere in between. Shane, you're muted. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm I appreciate that. I'm I am one of the older people that I'm gonna be 54 years old. So I'm a lot older than most people in the room. And from domains, you know that you have to get a 10x, right? That you have to get at least 10x because it has to pay for all the losers. And so we brought that across knowing that NFTs were going to be the exact same way. You're not going to win on every one. So you have to be getting at least 10x on the ones that you do sell. And you do have to sell. There is no profit in holding. The profit is in the selling. So people made fun of me when I was selling things right into the biggest events. Like I sold a monkey right in, or an ape right into ApeCoin drop. That was the hottest and time. People, yeah. So you that's when you sell. I sold mutant at 38 ETH. I sold a mutant at 42 ETH. 
I sold my dogs at, in this recent uh, one coming up, a dog at 14, 16, 18. I just started dumping dogs. That's how you do it. I don't get them all right, but you don't have to get them all right. It comes back to what I said. You just need to get that 10X and then it'll pay for the rest of them. Yeah. So many people are very emotional and you always hear that phrase like marry your bags. Like when I was, when I sold my ape in, I think that was February, 2022 is right before ApeCoin came out. People were screaming at me like, why are you exiting? And I'm like, I bought something for $800 that is now worth a half a million. You show me where in, in real life finance that happens and then get back to me. I was like, it's just, it's a no brainer. You have to take stuff off the table. Um, and people don't often realize that it's, it's not like it was an easy decision. Like, and that was my only ape. I didn't buy, I didn't have multiple apes. I had one ape and, and all the drops after it. Um, and I ended up selling all of my Yuga assets, but like, I, I wasn't happy that I was letting them go, but sometimes you have to understand that there's a broader picture and, and you have to think logically about kind of all of your investments. So um, yeah, I definitely agree with like the, the insight and people always say, you know, take profits, um, you have to sell. Uh, and I wish more people would actually listen to that. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and you're going to get fudded, but that's part of it. Um, you, you, you know, patience, there's a fine line between patience and then knowing when to leave. So the party peaks at some point. The party's real fun. Everybody's drinking and dancing and things are going on. But there's a point in the party where everybody starts throwing up too. You got to know when to leave. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've <laughs> I made a lot of decent buys and I've been that guy that has gotten a little bit too attached, a little too emotional about it and kept things for a little too long. So I've gone through that whole cycle, you know, several times. And uh, after every time, I'm like, oh, I'm going to learn this this time I'm, i've learned this is a learning experience and then a couple of weeks later i'll do the same thing on a new project so i've been there um some of the ones that i, I stick with are are true conviction plays that i feel like have a, a long-term you know trajectory and and the, the funds to do what they set out to do but uh yeah i've, I've run into that problem where i'm riding this high like a I just showed the guys a little while ago. I have uh, these Goblin Town hoodies over here. I bought a Goblin Town when it was like 0.6 or something, and and Don't not even a week later. Nine You didn't sell up the top. Come on, man. No, I, not even the yeah, not even a week later is like up at six and seven, eight, nine. On the seven and eight, nine was like ten minutes. But um, even still, I hovered at six for a while, and I kept it. And the burgers came out. I I got those and. Things were still looking good, and then I was like, "These guys are doing great." Uh, and then, yeah, I just I just held it too long. I still did decent on it, you know, but and because I, I got it, you know, like like Shane, I got lucky and uh, just bought, you know, well, Shane is skill, I feel like, but I got lucky buying early, um, and so it, it, I still, you know, made out okay. But yeah, whenever those those tops hit and and it feels so good, it's really really hard to sell. <laughs> It's really hard to sell at that at that point, and uh, so there, but yeah, from what I also having the regret of selling too early. So, like Burn knows that I I got into Turbo as a presale, uh, one of fifty because I knew the artist, and like I sold what Congrats. I got to, like hundred and ten k. But if I would have hold, if I would have held for forty eight more hours, I could have sold it for four million. So like. There is the regret of like you can also sell early, right? Um, so there, there's there's a flip side. To I, I normally would say it doesn't bother me, but I will not lie and say that. <laughs> oh, no, 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 <laughs> it bothered me. Like, I was, yeah. I was yeah, the millions like, bother yeah. me. I don't mind if I lose out of 10k and maybe even 100k, but when there's a lot of zeros added to it, that's what I'm going to think about when I'm going to sleep, probably yeah. for a little while. Yeah, it, it still bothers me. It still bothers me for sure. Always keep. A moon bag, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If I were in your shoes, I probably would have sold it too. I mean, it's 100K. It was I don't have millions. 472X. Like, I literally sent them 0.125 ETH, and then I came out with 59 ETH. So it's like, you know, I can't be upset. Yeah, but it nobody's going to be upset with that. Yeah, it could have been, you know, hundreds and hundreds of ETH. So, you know. It's, anyway. it's still a good trade. Sure. 
sometimes I like I'll sell and I just won't look back at the price. Um, I'm married to like four ecosystems where I'm I'm too emotionally invested to sell. Plus, and that's because I believe in them. Uh, but four ecosystems, everything else, I don't care. I'll flip it, sell it, even if it's an artist I like a lot. I mean, if I'm up heavy, I'm gonna sell it and not look back because looking back can uh, throw off that mentality a little bit. At yeah, the end of the day, you made a great trade. I mean, yeah. I mean, I always give that analogy too. Like, if I get into a project just to flip it, like pre-reveal, I won't ever go back and look at it. And I did block like turbo and the artists and everything on twitter because i was tired of hearing of what the price was after i sold but i really want to know how shane like i know we haven't even looked at his wall yet but like how did you not like start selling stuff for like losses to help on taxes and stuff like that because like my my wallet has significantly shrank because like at the oh, end of the year, that, you're wit you're witnessing a wallet that's way shrunk yeah I the other thing is these, this isn't my only wallet. This is I have a Wolf Game wallet. I have this is a I I have a couple of wallets in general. But I on Worldcoin I lost three hundred thousand dollars. So that pretty much covered everything. I because I sold an ape um, in this wallet. I sold it. I don't remember how many ETH I got. One hundred and fifty maybe ETH for one of the apes. So I had about 600,000 I needed to work off sure, from sure. last year. And uh, the market did a great job helping me work that off. So yeah, I've, I, I definitely got my tax taxes down to my, I think I, I think when it was all said and done, even with a sale of a huge ape and a bunch of mutants, I still lost like 300 grand, which you can only take off 3000 in right. capital loss. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, it was last year made it really easy to make a negative year. This year's been pretty strong. I, I mean, I'm going to have to work on some taxes, although, again, my wolf game's doing a great job of working me off some some capital gains. Yeah, for every for everything that says like, you know, we're down this year, it's not really true. Like, you know, not if you're um, in meme coins. No, I mean, yeah, no, like, you know, Ethereum was at like 900. So it's it's doubled. Uh, in the yeah, course yeah. of this year, which means your assets have gone up, like, you know, in USD terms, like it might not look the best from an ETH perspective, but. And staking, um, I and mean, we haven't even discussed that. So one of the, I'm retired. I forgot to mention that I retired at the end of last year. So I don't have a job. I don't work at all. I have no paycheck. I have no income. Congratulations. Um, I make a living off of domain sales. Um, and all I do is exercise for a living now. So I have to, I have to have a way to make income. And I every week sell my wool pouches and my ape staking uh, and put it in a bank account, a straight, not saving an ETH, not anything. I've, every Friday, maybe every other Friday, depending on gas, but every other Friday, I take all that out and put it away into a normal bank account to ensure that I have income. And that people normally will restake and think, well, if you double down, no, because if you look back, it's worked out well because ApeCoin was up at what, $6? Yeah. I was selling ApeCoin at $6 and putting that in my bank account. So it it's worked out really, really well for me. And it provides me some income and it guarantees some profit. So that's kind of how I've been rolling this year. Solid strategy. I love the idea of uh, selling staking rewards. <clears throat> like you get in, you, you let it run for a little bit, let it get hot, and then you can just, you can just sell off and take profits. I did that <clears throat> with a node last year. <clears throat> if yeah. anyone remembers, no, it's complete. Yield is everything. I mean, NFTs are great and, and I do love it. I love the people, you know, again, you, I, I can't say enough about the relationships I've built through some of these communities. That all being said, it really comes down to profit and yield. That's what we're here for. You can pretend like it's not true, but if otherwise it's just art. And I, you know, the week that I started NFTs, I put out a tweet and I probably could find it where I said, whatever you buy, I hope you like what it looks like on the wall. Cause when this is all said and done, that may be all it's worth. So when you buy something, enjoy it. I said that with the ape, like when I bought my ape, I bought it cause I thought it was great. I've since utilized it and we haven't even talked about that. I have a honey company that I sell IP uh, ape or board ape IP. So I have Coda hot honey and white and fur honey. So I've used it in business as well, but 
when it's all said and done, this is a profit. And our goal is to figure out how to make profit with these assets. Absolutely. hundred percent. Um, in any, any decent community, if you sell they they'll tell you good job and, and cheer you on, you know, and say, good job. You made a good trade. Um, but there are communities out there that, um, will attack you for selling, which is absolutely ridiculous. People should be able to buy, sell, trade, do whatever you want, uh, trade, do what's best for you. Um, and any, any good community will, will, would agree with that point that I've made right there. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, today I literally put that I was selling Wolf Game and I will say I got some of the most, I've earned more respect than I got in some of the DMs and some of the comments, but that's fine. But I also got some incredibly nice, hey, you know, I appreciate you kind of things. And so there are a lot of the DMs that I know those people that went down the road, we're going to do business together. We're going to help each other do good things and and encourage each other. And, And I'm going to concentrate more on those type of things. The people that told me to fuck off and do those kind of things, that's fine. Um, it just shows me that they're not in it for the right reason, or maybe they just don't. It's all about the bag. So I get it. I mean, I totally get it. But it was a little disheartening because I really helped that community kind of build up. So when I got out, I, I probably offended people. But I took the tweet down just because I really I'm not here to fud but i did a pretty good job of doing it anyway so um but at the same time i diary everything so when i say i'm buying in i put it when i say i'm getting out i put it so at least i'm consistent yeah those people that told you to fuck off if you're listening fuck off um because like let people trade like let them trade like i think they just wanted me to do it quietly but by posting it publicly, it also gives me more people looking at my wallet and hopefully they'll take some of the assets. I hope they do great. I've never, ever, I am not one of those people, and I say this all the time, never root on the demise of something that you exit. That does you no good. You don't want, just because you got out doesn't mean you want it to fail. I use the example of my nursery. You know, I left my nursery for my brother to run. Ego would tell me that you don't want him to do as good a job because you want to say that you were the best at what you do and nobody could do it as well. And if they do worse, that's bullshit. No, you want them to crush it because you are, there's, you, you were part of that. Like it doesn't benefit you in this case, it does benefit me. But in general, if Wolf game becomes the biggest thing on earth, I have lost nothing. Like I really want it to become that. So I, I just don't participate in the, I want it to fail because I'm not part of it. I'm sure you, well, maybe turbo you wanted to come down to make you feel better, but in general, you you don't really care. No, I just stopped caring. I stopped looking at it. It hurt my heart. You know, I knew I fucked up almost instantly because I sold it and I came into the rec die discord and I was like, look, I sold it 472 X OSF told me congratulations. And then he went and spent 50 ETH on buying turbo. And I was like, shit. I was, I was like, if I didn't immediately already take the ETH out uh, and like send it to Coinbase, I would have like immediately rebought in. I was like, because, you know, it's the finance guys that like, you know, sold apes for millions of dollars buying in at what I thought was the top. And he's like, nah, it's not, it's got legs to run. Now he round tripped it. He didn't take any profit, which I think he would tell you was a mistake. But um, yeah, like you said, you win some, you lose some. This wallet Wait, though looks you like knew a- you knew when Steve Aoki congratulated you, you were having trouble on the trade. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. This wallet looks uh looks uh impressive. It's got 128 items in it. Uh I want to see Burn scroll all the way down, but I would be interested to, if you uh if you might pull some gems out of the the hidden the hidden part of your wallet to see what's really in there. Nice. What are these on-chain birds? Are these like Moonbird? Ah, so they're probably excited you pulled those. So I was PO'd at Kevin Rose when he, I I spent, and you don't see him there, but I spent 80 ETH on diamond-headed Moonbirds at the top. Like I probably am the two highest. And two days later, Kevin Rose decides to make it CCO. And it's never recovered from that. He made countless other moves but when he when he cco'd it it just 
tanked. And so eventually I was out, but I came in, I was so mad. I saw these other derivatives, but it turned out to be a lot more. I'm a, as we talked earlier, I'm really into the devs, like developers and founders are really an important part of the process. And Ren is a really creative developer. He is doing, he did everything on chain. So he took these birds and everything, you know, the, the, um, during the mint process, it was all done. The randomization was all done on chain. Everything was on chain. And I really enjoyed talking to him and how he did that, how he minimized the gas, how he did the art. And he was one of the first on ordinals. So he put all these on, uh, you know, made them into ordinals. And then they have another project of cows that they're going to drop. And again, I'm not really concerned about the birds. I didn't care for the birds because it's just copycat. But what it was, was the, was the way he was doing it and the technology behind it got me really interested. And they were pretty cheap. Um, I don't, I don't think I've sold anything. I've probably not made money, but I will say the developers really taught me about on-chain development. It was worth holding just for that. So nice, man. The boxes are the same thing. That's more art that they dropped. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I wish you were all Moonbirds at one time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to yeah. ask if coming from your domain name background, did you, did you go hard into .eth addresses thinking that they would benefit and be the same kind of thing in the future? Yeah. So that, that made me a lot of money. So I used to be known in domain names as the number, the numeric King. So when in the late two thousands, um, I felt that the world didn't all speak the same language but they all use numbers. So I went around buying as many four number.coms as I could for $500. I just kept buying and buying. I remember I went out to LA and gave a talk about, hey, everybody needs to start putting numeric.coms into the portfolio because the, the West doesn't really understand, but Asia loves numbers. They love eight. It's all about numerology. So those three number.coms ended up being worth about $500,000 each. The three or four numbers all sell even now 15 to 16,000 each. And at the time they were at 40 to $50,000. So I knew that numbers would be popular. So long story short, I bought numeric three number.eth and in a bunch of four number.eth. And then at peak, I just gradually sold. I, I bought one. I can't remember the numbers. It, it, it's going to be close. So I think I paid six ETH because I got in a little late for a three number, but sold it for 17 ETH two days later. Like just flipping numbers. I was buying for a half, selling for three. ETH future is is not, it's peaked. I, I'm getting, here's, people are going to hate that I say that, but ETH only has a wallet ability at this time. Uh, there's no ability to put a website on it. I'm sure there'll be utility at some point, but before that utility comes, there will be the ability to take any domain name, wrap it and make it a crypto wallet. So right now at four, like 543.xyz, which is a name I have, that can be a crypto wallet immediately. I can go wrap it, make it to an ENS name. So you're gonna be able to take any domain name and make it serve the same purpose, yet have a website, have an email, have all this other utility, which I think makes the .eth not nearly as valuable. Yes, it still is a great moniker. It's still an NFT. It's still easily memorable. But I think there will be other alternatives that are have more utility and provide the same service. So real quick before we move on from that topic, I, I'm curious... Given the the comparison between the domain names and the .eth and how quickly they appreciated in value, were you surprised by like how quickly you bought like .eth names and then how like fast they like rocketed in in like uh, in in value in the space? No, because they dropped the coin. As soon as they uh, dropped the coin. I knew that that was going to bring attention. It turned it into an NFT game at that point. Once coin got dropped, attention got brought. Once that kind of attention, I've been in enough NFTs to know that skyrocket comes quickly if it, it catches fire. Anything catches fire in our industry quickly. So I didn't expect it to be, I didn't expect it to be have the depth that it has or had, um, but the tools behind it, right? The, the, 
the ability for something to grow in value is usually correlated to the amount of people building tools and assets to 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 uh, curate that information, right? So once people start building ens.vision to to be able to go through all the names and buy and sell, um, I knew that that was going to be a, a really good way to keep the value going. Um, and that's the same thing. When third-party tools are added onto a project, you know that it has legs. And so, um, yeah, I, I I knew that it would do well. And I know in, in eternally, oneword.eth names are very valuable. First names are very valuable. It comes down to all collectibles. The more people that want it. A domain name is as valuable as the person that that wants it. And, and so the more people that want something, the more chance it has a value. So on a generic domain name, there's a lot of people that want a generic, but if you have Johnson, Johannan Smith, there's only so many Johnson, Johannan Smiths that's gonna want that though, that name. So the same with the .eth, if you have a very generic name, but that's when, when somebody sends me a name, I'm like, there's literally 17 people in this world that want it. And you, you better hope those 17 people want it. But if it's super generic and it's Daniel.eth, probably a Daniel with a lot of ETH that want that name. So, so that's kind of how I value things. Makes sense. All right, man. So we are a little short on time here. Um, but, uh, we're going to rate your wallet on a scale of one to 10, just from what we've seen. And I mean, your background obviously is going to come into play, um, the success you've had, but, um, after the, after we're done, 2160 and I are going to hard chill you on a community you need to join. I'll talk about it off the show. Um, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, we'll talk about that. Oh, you're on I mute. I love the people. No, I was going to say, I joined communities because of the people. I have no problem paying to be part of great people. All right, nice. We we got one that I think you'll, you'll fit in well with. A lot of other people with trading backgrounds and things like that. But anyway, um, your wallet... Um, Octane or twenty one sixty, you go ahead and if you guys want to give your scores first. Yeah, I mean, knowing your background and knowing you have probably a ton of other wallets, uh, this one it, it seems really interesting. You have some apes in there. Um, I like some of the derivatives that you talk about having, um, particularly because you you got into the story of the dev and the tech, and that's kind of why you supported. Um, I've done that in the past too. It wasn't really a a value play it wasn't a i'm gonna make a bunch of money but i i want to support or understand what's going on in the background um and then you know having the some very interesting dot eth uh you know domain names in there i i give the wallet a solid eight eight point two i think um you know as somebody who's been here for a while like i said i would be interested to see the hidden folder um more than anything else uh just to see all the crap that you've either purchased and want to hide from the world or the crap that's been sent to you for free by scammers uh it's always an interesting it's always interesting to see what's in there but yeah that's my score it's a pretty do good you, score do you guys ever get like the one thing with my apes i would get handwritten notes or typed out notes in nft forms sent to me saying i'll give you so and so eth for that uh ape which was unusual and i i did sell my blue ape to someone that sent a note like that i have received a couple notes like that back when i did have an ape so i think that's a common it, it's really the only way that you could really get a hold of somebody if they weren't using that ape as their pop and weren't like active in either the discord or on twitter because um you would like somebody an ape that i flipped uh you know i had a couple derivatives that were actually really quality delivered it derivatives from like art well-known artists and so like a couple it had flipped a couple more times and i was trying to find the person that bought it but it was an anonymous wallet um and so it's very difficult if you don't do something like that so i definitely have had experiences with that but it's unusual to kind of wake up to a message in your in your wallet as an nft yeah it's it especially when it had some good numbers because you think you're going to get scammed. But then right. I realized, yeah, maybe that's a, that's a good way to communicate with people. It works for sure. Um, Octane, you want to go ahead and give a score? Yeah. For, I, I don't have anything in my wallet that I, that anybody would want to send, <laughs> send a note for, but um, yeah, looking at your wallet, I mean, I, 
I like everything, especially the other side uh, items. Um, you know, the, the play on everything Yuga. Uh, I like that you've put your, your apes to work and you got the honey. What is it? The hot hot coda honey and the other honey and then uh, and everything. So, yeah, I've been following, you know, your uh, journey, I guess, and just reading uh, all the things, all the projects you've had going on over the past year since I've been in Web3 and looking at, you know, your philosophy on it, it better be good art at, at, at you know, in the end, because it might be only art in the end. So um, I would say I think I'm going to give probably a nine. It's going to be a nine. And, and it's probably because of everything in the wallet, but also everything else you're doing with that wallet. And probably also including some of your other other things you have going on in your other wallets. So pretty high for my first rating. <laughs> Yeah, very nice. Thank you. Yeah, for me, I mean, it, you're you're heavy yuga. I'm I'm a fan of yuga. I know a lot of people. Um, a lot of people are, I guess, tiring of yuga, or you know, they're talking about how the apes floor is is dropping. But we're in a bear market, and what they're building with other side. Um, I think if you look at Dookie Dash, they crushed it. Like it was an addicting game. A lot of people were in there. Um, you know, they're building more games besides just other side. I, I think that's, um, I'm betting that it's, it's going to be a big success. And, and if we take into account your, um, I guess your trading history as well, um, you know, it's going to be a high rating. And then you look and, and see the, yeah, you've taken shots at some other projects and maybe they've, maybe they've made it, maybe they haven't, but I think that's part of the strategy, right? We should all have um some things in our wallets that aren't great because we need to be taking shots now that doesn't mean that you just eat your whole portfolio into like doodle ape punk uh fucking like trash nfts right but every once in a while you need to take a small portion and take some risks uh so that's good so i'm gonna give you a 9.2 um just considering everything um I mean, if we look at like how you've traded, it, it's probably higher than that because obviously you've been very successful. Um, you've you've crushed it, and and knowing when to sell is part of that. So, um, yeah, man, we appreciate you coming on. Um, great insight, and uh, yeah, excellent interview. We appreciate it. No, thanks, guys, for having me on. I I, I could talk about this stuff all day. I mean, it really. Uh... I try and put a, a fun spin on it, but a business side of it too, because it is money. You know, that's it's real money. It becomes, it seems to be feel fake because you're talking ETH and hundreds of thousands of dollars at times. And so it just doesn't feel real. And that's why I think it's important to throw in your bank account and spend a little bit of it. And it'll feel real. It will feel real once it turns into a real money. Um, it definitely will turn into real taxes. You have to watch that as well. But no, I enjoy talking about it. I enjoy meeting people like yourselves that are in it, diverse backgrounds, uh, all trying to do the same thing, uh, have a little fun, make a little money. Yeah, for sure, man. And then we will, uh, we'll hard shill you after the show, 2160 and I will both be in your inbox. So I'm getting ready for that. All right. Thanks, Shane. All appreciate right. it. All right. Thanks, thanks man. Thanks, Shane. All right, boys. Next up, we've got Epsilon Tau Heda. What's up, man? How's it going? I know. Uh, I just want to make sure the audio is good. Is, is, does it sound okay? Yeah, we you're can good. Hear. You're good. Yeah, we okay, can hear awesome. you loud and clear. Um, um, so, I'll, I'll, yeah, let me just explain real quick why I'm at the beach. Um, <laughs> I uh, I'm actually here doing a lookbook for another project I'm working on, that which is unrelated to this one. Um, it is a surf company, but this what I'm what I'm here for. My name is Dimitri Gardinari, First of all. Uh, I go by Dimmy, so if you want to refer to me, you could just refer to me as Dimmy. I've been in the Web3 space for about two years now. I've been a lifelong entrepreneur. I used to sell gum at school. People used to make fun of me. Um, I used to just sell random t-shirts with cool designs. Uh, these days, I've been really involved in the cultural aspect of Web3. I think it's really, really amazing what's happening with changing consumer trends. Uh, I also want to just keep this brief because I might... Um, my phone is low on battery right now, so if I do disconnect, I do apologize. Uh, but more broadly, I am really interested in seeing how we can onboard people by speaking their language 
in a lot of ways. So th that might be done for particularly my project, which is Epsilon Tau Eta. It is a, it is a frat. It, it, essentially, it is a frat. It's a network of clubs all over the country. Uh, we're working on some really, really big partnerships, some really big sponsorships. And it's going to be basically an experience that transcends any nightclub experience that you've ever had. Uh, it, there will be a, a, a bar area in the basement, which is actually just the nightclub. There will be a kitchen where you go to get some food. Uh, there will be a, a living room, which is the lounge for you to just chill. All of that is. is... Oh, no. Are we losing him? Yeah, I think he froze for a second. Oh, sorry. oh you're back. You're back. <laughs> okay, sorry. Where did where did it leave off? I'm sorry. Uh, so you were talking about how you've got all the different sections, like it's a frat house and the nightclubs across the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically it. I mean, uh, it's very early stages. I'm really just looking on uh, to what I've got right now. My friends that are that are working with me, and we're really just trying to do this on a really broad scale. I think it, the message will transcend crypto people will look at eth and not even realize that it has anything to do with crypto people will just want to go to the club um again i'm trying to figure out all the logistics right now i've looked into potentially using soulbound tokens and having people you know borrow availability for coming through to a club we might be able to do that if we don't do that we might just allow people to purchase tickets in the form of nfts that's another thing i'm also working on at my school drexel university um i have had a lot of trouble finding other people who are really interested in the space so I actually started a, a club, which is unofficial, because the club doesn't support Web3, or the, uh, the school doesn't support Web3. So I'm not actually affiliated with the school, but I do create educational content about Web3. I create, um, I have a group that I started, a, a Discord group. A lot of people who are in there have traditionally only used Discord for gaming. So for them to use these communities as a place to discuss, how do I learn to, to code with Solidity? Um, how do I make art? And how if I'm already an artist, how do I tokenize my artwork? If I'm a fashion designer, how, how do I tokenize my clothing like 90CC or RTFKT? Um, all of that is who I am. It's my passion. And um, I think the, the key here is all of us are here gathered together because we all have the same passion. We truly believe in this space. There are plenty of people who, you know, um, will be disrespectful to us. And the same goes for any passion. But if we all just keep our eyes set on it and we keep going and we show people that eventually there will be no way to deny that this this space is here to stay, I think a lot can really, really come together in the next five, 10 years. All right, man. First, I love your passion. Um, you cl clearly care about this. Um, it kind of sounds like you don't quite have a project ready yet. Like you're, oh, yeah, you're no, the really yeah. early, yeah. right? You're very, yeah, very early. early. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole idea of using using NFTs without knowing you're using them, that's where I think a lot of uh, a lot of us believe this is going. Right. So everyone will be using them. They'll have no idea. Um, nightclubs. Yeah, that's I mean, you won't catch me in a nightclub ever because I'm an old man and fuck that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, younger people like that stuff. Uh, it's great yeah, for them. Exactly. But Burn's only 25, but he acts like he's 90 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah come on. I'm 38, I'm 31, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you, no, I think you the nail on the head there. You know, you know, mass adoption is going to come in Web3 when people are using Sorry. the products of Web3 without yeah. knowing the technology oh, behind it. Just outside. Um, just you know, I equate it to the internet, right? Like people don't know how TCIP works, but like they use the internet every day and they can't look yep. at it. It's the same way that we're going to make Web3, um, you know, something that people can't live without and they won't need to know the technology. I think from the standpoint of using it as a ticketing system, I think we've seen that other places. The thing that comes to mind uh, when, when you talk about your utility um, it's kind of like Gary V and Vcon using them as tickets to the conference. And then he did that spinoff where he sold them as like a membership to a specific restaurant. I think, you know, that that's perfect. That's a great way to use the technology um, and to create communities. And that's really what Web3 is all about. So um, I definitely applaud the direction that you're going in. Like Burns said, it, it sounds like it's very early, um, yeah. but we need a bunch of people to be working in Web3 and and have um different levels of input into society so the fact that you're at a college and you created a club 
you know, I think that's that's a great way to get new people into into this world. Yeah, I appreciate that 2160. And it's it's really more more so who I am. Again, I can go on and on about this. I come from a long line of educators. My mom is a speech pathologist. She helps people with speech impediments or who otherwise are not able to speak. My fa uh, my father is also an educator because he runs his own sign business. So he has to teach people how to do what he does without getting angry at them. And, you know, all of those things sort of are in my genes. Uh, my grandfather was a principal at a school for the deaf. He was not deaf himself, but he had a passion for helping others who basically couldn't help themselves. So if I were to compare that to that, I basically feel like I'm in, the same, in a similar situation. A lot of kids at my school, um, my school is extremely quick and fast moving. It's a 10 week program. So what happens is they don't really have much time to figure out what they really like to do. And they end up going on this program that we have called co-op, which is a pretty common thing these days. But you're, you basically get, get put into a, a job that you might like or might not like. Um, uh, the, the issue is I find a lot of my peers getting into situations where they're really not happy. And I feel like if, if we use Web3 to provide the biggest form of value possible, which is allowing people to truly, truly be happy, being passionate about something and not just, you know, using their artwork in tokenized form and selling it. You know, one of my biggest inspirations is Danny Cole with Creature World. Um, full disclosure, I am, I am invested. It was actually the first project I actually bought into. Um, and I'm still really, really interested in what he's doing and I'm really passionate about it because he's a, he's a young guy like me. He's only a year or two older than me. Um, he's been able to accomplish so much. I think he's gonna be one of the major players. You know, he's still super young. He grew up in this internet world just like me. He understands better than anyone how to appeal to masses. You know, he's in New York now. Um, if we really just come together with these communities and um, I'm really, really passionate about all of the communities I've been a part of in the past. Again, I really appreciated that you guys spoke about the um, importance of, you know, allowing people to trade. There are always going to be opportunities where there, there won't be opportunities to, to make money. If we just allow people to live their lives the way they want to live it, again, um, I think we can really show people that this can change. If we allow people to think about this as not only an opportunity to find like-minded people, but to really seek financial freedom, to really seek an opportunity uh, in, in so many ways, like for, for example, I'll just name a few projects that I really like. Uh, I was I was invested in MFers. I was one of the original mentors, watched it go all the way down to point away, uh, sold an ape MFer for 20 ETH. Uh, I sold all my uh, MFers for, you know, well over 1 ETH when they were on the way up. And MFers is still thriving. They still have an amazing community. And it's what, what's funding it, and what's fueling that fire is community. It's, it's meme culture. It's Sartoshi being just a goat in so many ways. I'm not invested anymore. But that is something I appreciate. You know, Board Ape Yacht Club, starting with a bathroom to draw Dixon, look at where it, where it's at right now. I am heavily invested in, in Other Side and I hope to include the vision for ETH uh, in Other Side in whatever way possible um, and also a couple of other projects that I'm working on that I won't mention right now. But um, it, it's really just super exciting what's happening. I really want to onboard more people into not just Web3, but whatever they want to do. Uh, so I, I also started Discord communities at my school for literally everything that you could imagine. A car club. I started a Discord for people who like pets, who like TVs and movies, music, literally music production specifically. Because what I found as a, as a kid, like I was like 15, 16 years old, I really wanted to start selling shoes. And because I saw my friends wearing Jordans and I was like, I don't understand why they want to wear these $200 shoes. Um, and I wanted to get into it. So I was too scared to find people in real life. I thought the upperclassmen were going to laugh at me. I found people online and guess like now I've done uh, well over a million dollars in revenue for my shoe business. Um, and, and now I'm doing these, uh, the Web3 stuff and I really am excited to see where this takes me. Um, I think there are plenty of stories just like mine. I'm personally affiliated with a lot of friends who did have a very similar path. They started in shoes. Um, some of my friends did CSGO skins too. So, um, uh, I know you You also mentioned how it's not really luck, it is skill. For me, I feel like there is an element of luck because um, my first day playing CSGO, I, to keep it short, I unboxed an AK-47 Vulcan, which is a pretty cool skin. It was really cool at the time, but it's even cooler now because it was worth like, what, 100 or $200 at the time that I unboxed it. Now it's worth over 1000 uh, with CS2. And again, this exposure to dis digital ownership really early on really taught me exactly where we were going. And um, I think I've just had all these all these opportunities to learn so much, and I'm I'm just excited to put it to good use and and build my own things. So uh, I hope that makes a little bit of sense in where like this passion comes from. Bro, I, I love the enthusiasm. Um, so it sounds like you have a project that's not not really started, um, yeah. but I mean you, you got an idea. That's good. Um, I know you mentioned you're in talks and things. 
I mean, at this time, we we definitely can't rate anything because uh, yeah. if I we don't know yeah. fucking anything about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you're enthusiastic, man. I you gotta just just direct that energy towards the project. And uh, um, OG's over here texting me, our old host. Um, <laughs> he's like, he said, you've given out coke lately. <laughs> but, hey, it's good, man. You got, you got a lot of energy. It's like you yeah. just did a bunch of lines. And um, that, that's good. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll be honest with you. I model myself a lot after Gary Vee, and people say the same exact thing about him. And if that's who, if that's who I'll be compared to, you know, so be it. I love that guy. He has a very similar story to me. I was also born in an Eastern European country, came to this country with nothing. Um, my parents built up, you know, their wealth and uh, everything I started with was, was alone. They didn't invest in me at all. I started with 200 bucks, bought a pair of NMDs and uh, just been scaling from there. So um, again, maybe it's the, the sun rays giving me some energy too at the beach here, but I don't know. Yeah, man, I, uh, I applaud, I applaud the energy, man. Web3 yeah, needs you. it. Um, we need yeah. people that are willing to dig in and, and bootstrap it themselves and create value. Uh, yeah. And it sounds like you've got everything uh, that you need to be able to do so. Um, like Burn Dog said, we don't really have anything to rate, but how do we how do we continue to follow what you're what you're working on? Right. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. First of all, I also wanted to say thank you so much for Shane coming on because I feel like. Um, Again, he's an older guy, but I feel like his passion is really similar to what I've got. I can tell just by the way he talks about this stuff. Um, he's trying to compare it to things like I said, you, you want to speak to people for the language they understand. If we compare ENS domains to, you know, owning a four digit dot com, that's honestly that that makes sense to a lot more people than just saying, you know, that you got to buy the ETH domains. You got to register it on the registrar. There's also an ENS token. None of that's none of that's going to make sense to an average person. Uh, so. If, if I were to say, if, if you want to keep in keep following what I'm working on or keep in touch with me, I'm, I'm an open book if anybody wants to reach out to me with any questions. Um, I You can follow me on Twitter at Epsilon Tau Ada. My personal, my personal Twitter is 0xdimmy. So, you know, just like a ETH address starts, 0xdimmy. Um, and I am verified, so you shouldn't have trouble finding that. I'm working on a lot of stuff, so um, I think it'll be really exciting to see how communities come together. I'm trying to involve everybody for one community also that I refer to as Singularity. Um, it's an idea, again, I'm not gonna get into detail because it's very, very early for that too, even earlier than the ETH. Like, um, I'm working on partnerships right now to really get, uh, get, on, get on on the right foot with ETH, but for the Singularity idea, um, I'm trying to bring together basically open source all of it, have everybody just working together for fun and no other reason. Um, if we were to model the file structure of our universe, if it really were a simulation, and we were to tokenize the file structure, so if the biggest folder is the the, the universe, and then subfolder is observable universe, and then if you really want to visualize this, you can go to the scale of the universe.com. That's a really cool website that shows you like from biggest to smallest. I kind of want to see if there's a way to tokenize that. Um, I think that could be really cool, especially if somebody wants to develop like a simulation uh, game, obviously leaving out like political affiliations and just focusing on matter specifically. If you could own like the, the thing beach or if you could own Mercury as a planet, you know, that stuff could be really cool. Um, again, that's kind of what ENS domains are also pretty cool for if you can own the word like beach or you could own the word boat. Um, but what if you could own like in singularity, which is, you know, basically could be a simulation game and could be a, a metaverse. Um, if you could own those those file folders, maybe uh, we could figure out a way to make that work. I, I have no idea what you just said. I just completely blacked <laughs> out. You're just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's the enthusiasm coming through. Like yeah. this was. I feel like this was me. Like I don't know, 15 months ago in Web3, where I just had all these ideas. Community building was like communities were the product and yeah I, I totally get that i totally get like communities are also what make the project eventually because you have people like shane for example who are building a brands out of his apes or um you know some prominent gamers who are taking other side and other deeds to yeah. you know new heights in terms of prize money and stuff like that it's like yeah. these people that are your community are also helping you build up the project so um yeah i, I think it's really cool i think it's a it's a neat idea. Um, I've always thought, especially early on, that communities were were one of the, I guess, the driving forces behind NFTs and just the quick community building and networking you can do in Web3. So, yeah, I mean, 
I'm not so sure about the Singularity Project. That sounds like a pretty huge project idea, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, t- I totally get it with the uh, the uh, Epsilon Tau Heta, and yeah, it'd be cool to see how it, how it uh, turns out. Yeah, I, I will definitely. I would love to come back on with a more concrete um, overview. That's kind of all I had for today in terms of describing, you know, sort of some of the plans. I think the really cool thing that people can already visualize is. You know, have the have it structured as a frat house. Have the nightclub be in the basement, just as a regular frat house would. Uh, have you know maybe even just you know the kitchen could be as simple as having a very limited selection of products. Uh, you know, for having your burgers or your fries or chicken wings, whatever greasy stuff people want to eat at the light at the nightclub. But uh, that being said, I think that's that's really the heart of it. Uh, it'll keep building as I go. I again, like Shane was saying, this is much like a diary. I would like this to be the first, you know, this is the first time I'm going out publicly and talking about this um, other than, you know, obviously approaching partners and, and so on and so forth. But um, yeah, I, I hope it makes a little bit of sense. I know I'm really, really quick in what I've been saying. Um, I think that if you do want to keep keep in touch and keep following what I'm working on, just the Twitter is the best way. I'll keep posting updates. Um, I think that once we really do have a mint or whatever the form that we do decide on pursuing, um, it'll be a lot more prevalent and a lot of, a lot more people will be talking about it for now. Um, you know, everybody's early. So I mean, <laughs> that's really the, the key is just, just being aware that this is the thing that I'm thinking about. And then, um, I'm really, I really am passionate. I'm putting my face on it. I'm associating everything I'm doing with it. So, um, I hope, I hope that, that, that kind of connects the dots on really the vision for why I wanted to come on today at all. Um, even though I don't have like a project actually ready for you to, to look at. Right on, man. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, we appreciate it. And best yeah, of luck. You. I guess reach out to me when you've got like a project, you know? I and got then, you. Then yeah. we, can, we can talk about it. That'll um, be the next but one. But yeah, take your the time. Next Don't time rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you all. Thank you for having me on. All right. Later, bro. What the fuck just happened, boys? <laughs> just energy, man, you need energy to build in this space. It's good. Like all, it. It's because we've been here for like two, three years. That's why. Like, like you said, that was probably me. Like when I first found Web three and NFTs, I was like, "What can I do? What can I build?" And had a billion ideas. But he's got like he's got he's got the spirit behind him to build something that could actually be impactful, which is community. And you need people that lead the charge in all generations, right? So the fact that he's at a, on a college campus, you know, going against the man who the, the college that doesn't want to support Web3 um, and trying to get people into it, I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, we can't rate anything because there's, there's nothing there. But, um, you know, it sounds like he's got passion and passion, you know, is what is is half the battle when you're trying to build something in a in the wild wild west like uh you know web three yeah i think uh a lot of the times the, the other part of it is just doing something everybody has ideas i have tons of ideas i've probably not acted on it the majority of my ideas and uh at least he's doing something right that so gotta give him props there and uh yeah i think you know, I had ideas for something where, you know, a similar kind of um, theme where you have these memberships to, you know, exclusive clubs and things like that through NFTs and, and whatnot. And so I think uh, Web3 kind of definitely lets you do that. Um, but to pull it off successfully, to get the hype going, to to make sure it's something that's successful and that has the funding to do that. That's, that's a whole other, whole other question, but yeah, he's got the enthusiasm. He's me whenever I started like, you know, a year and a half ago and, and uh, at least he's doing something and giving it a shot. So we need people like that. I think. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I love the enthusiasm. Chef almost said said 50 years ago. Because a year and a half in in web, <laughs> like yeah, fifty years is web three time. That's a long time. We are hundreds of years old. Um, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I agree. I mean, you get enthusiastic. That's good. But you gotta sometimes you gotta like slow the fuck down and like you gotta you can't do too many things at once either. If you're gonna be a founder, you've got your project. You can't be like, here's the eight projects I'm gonna start because uh, then you'll have that's eight true. Years. You know, um, 
focus on one thing and do a really good job and take your time. But uh, yeah, man, good show, boys. Uh, Chef, welcome to the team. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, sorry I have these tech issues. My my blue camera, if you're watching on YouTube, and my mic having issues. But, uh, yeah, it, it's great. I think we, it was cool. We had two opposite ends of the spectrum today in Shane and and uh, Demi, and, and that was kind of, kind of funny how it turned out. But, yeah, I'm glad to be here. I look forward to contributing, and, uh, yeah, it's been fun. Fun first episode. Oh, yeah, man. I'm, like, slightly drunk, too, because I've got this almost gone. <laughs> Usually my goal is to be got, slightly drunk by the end of each episode. Yeah. I, mean, I got my non-alcoholic non drink over here. We start the show at 11 a.m., so, uh, you know, I, I'm in California, so I definitely get <laughs> grabbing a drink before we uh, we actually sit down and go live. Right. I mean, it's Friday. Friday's not a work day, even if you work, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, technically it doesn't count. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and I'll be in Lisbon, uh, you know, next week when we do the show. So even more reason to drink. Hell yeah, dude. You should do it in like a public space and um, pull in like other people. <laughs> random people. Yeah, man. Random NFT, NFT people to come and chill. I don't know. That'll be good. We're going to do Thursday next week because I am going, I got a golf weekend next Friday. Um, so we're going to do Thursday next week, everybody. Uh, but yeah, thanks guys. Good show. And I will play us out. Let's go. Thanks everyone. I can't wait to hear what our new talk is. He said he's cooking something up. So I, I forget who does the memes for the our radio account. That was hilarious. The stuff he was. Oh coming yeah, up line trash. Line trash. She's a goat. Shout out DTX. That shit was making me laugh. Hell yeah! Uh, hit this little end broadcast.